the college football experience, Michigan Wolverines, 2023 season preview episode on the sports gambling podcast networks brought to you by Circa sports. Yeah. Circa sports is back with their Circa survivor and Circa millions contest. $14 million are up for grabs. Get all the details at circusports.com. And remember as always folks to let it ride. Hey, this is Derek Stevens. I'm the owner of Circa Las Vegas. You're listening to FGPN. Let it ride. Yes, yes, Woo! welcome, welcome to the college football experience, Michigan Wolverines 2023 season preview episode. I'm excited to talk about the Wolverines and Jim Harbaugh. Always been a big Jim Harbaugh fan, so you know, gotta be. Uh, you know, you got Captain Comeback. Remember that? Oh yeah. And hopefully you're watching on YouTube, YouTube.com/slash The College Experience. I must. Uh, apologize because with this font, shout out to our graphics guy. But Michigan's loud ass colors are so loud. We look like we're been working at Chernobyl for a few fucking months here. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like our complexion is like the guy in fucking Sin City. You remember that? Uh, yeah, movie. The weird guy. The the yeah. the, the, the yeah. We, look yeah. at us right now. Don't we look? We look fucking just like disgusting, right? It's fucking fantastic, <laughs> and uh, I'm excited to. T- we look like we're and it's hot in the studio. I don't know what's happening with the air condition. We, we're like working. We're, uh, we, it's like we're uh, you know working for Phil Knight in fucking Cambodia right now or something. Well, uh, right? It looks like we're having the type of meltdown that Michigan had in that Fiesta Bowl Ooh, game. Ooh, coming Hello. in hot. These Wolverine fans just turned us off. Perhaps you're wondering just who the hell you're listening to. Well, my name is Kobe Swigga Database Dan, aka Pick Don D. That's not a pick. This is a pick. He was raised in the land down under. Where a man thinks on his feet, speaks with his fists, and lives by his wits. When Dundee happened, he was a superstar. I'm probably drinking too much and celebrating too much and not sleeping. Would have killed a normal man, but nah, nah, that's gone. The medical advice I got from that was was like being hit by lightning. Pretend it never happened and get on with your life. Pretend 0 and 2 in the playoffs never happen to get along with your life. That's what I think is happening, and I'm on board. I am looking at the road, not the rearview mirror, buddy. Something like that. Isn't that the uh, metaphor? Something like that. The road ahead. Yeah. There you go. I don't know quotes. All right. The light at the end of the tunnel is (laughs) is close for the Wolverines. Uh, we are joined by my co-host there. Give it up for former, former JMU Duke defensive back, the burrito eating, sideline kiss stealing, wheeling and dealing, Patty C in the place to be. Hi, oh, let's get it going, buddy. Yeah, buddy, let's get it going. A rocking and a rolling. I don't care how many burger scandals happened at Michigan. All right, Tennessee just had over 200 violations. Yeah, right, and and. And the players didn't even go to Tennessee. <laughs> so they're paying them that much. Yeah. Ah, stop Jim, it. Jim Harbaugh spends $45 on uh, some burgers for yeah. the 
for some, and, and they're coming at him. And Oklahoma and State is the worst. Makes more news than Tennessee having violations on 200 plus recruits. O- Oklahoma State has one violation, admits it, and they're like, "No, you can't go to the NCAA tournament for like three years." Right? <laughs> Tennessee's got over 200, over 200. Look, I know this is a Michigan episode, but I'm just saying the NCAA, a bunch of fucking idiots, and and what is Samuel Jackson? And I hope they burn in hell. All right. Uh, no, uh, we are joined by Michigan fan. If you're watching on YouTube, you see he's got the Hutchison jersey back there. He's got the hat on. I mean, geez, this guy's Mish. He's blue, blue and gold through and through. All right, give it up for the host of the college baseball experience, the man behind the scenes with the college football experience and college basketball experience. Just a hell of a good guy, too. Uh, give it up for Noah Beanick. How you doing, brother? Oh, Colby, I, I know you've been struggling today, so I'll give you a pass. But it's the Mason Blue. You might get crucified from the show, at least for that statement. As long uh, as they stay the with Michigan Nike and Jordan. Tonight. They were what yeah. the, the, the amazing sunshine the, yeah. uh, when they were with yeah, uh, okay. Adidas or whatever. You're partly responsible for all those kids, those seven year olds making shoes over there in fucking China. All right. <laughs> the second thing, the second thing that I want to lead off with is somehow, of course, Tennessee leads back into this as as, as we all know, Joe Milton over there is their current quarterback. Mm. Um, so mm. who, who knows what's going to happen with him? But we all are pumping the brakes on the Joe Milton hype. Uh, third thing. Uh, Derek Stevens intro on the show. Awesome. Huge Michigan man. Love him. And then number four, pleasure to be on the show with you, you two guys. And I know Patty sees a huge Michigan fan as well. Um, but this is the show that brought me into the college experience. Like two years ago, I uh, listening to the Michigan team preview. Cause I consider myself more as like a TMZ college football fan, <laughs> but I, I, I know Michigan, I, I know Michigan pretty, pretty well, I would say. So this is the one team I feel pretty dang comfortable. Okay. Coming well, about. well, how's Jim, Bo- Jim Harbaugh's marriage. That's why we got you on the show for the TMZ side of this. Uh, <laughs> no, I'm, I'm joking. I'm joking. But uh, dude, well, look, it's been, I'm glad we, we found you. We locked up Michigan on the over that year. Everyone thought Harbaugh was going to get fired. Me NC, Nick Petty, C all yeah. locked up Michigan on the over la- uh, two years ago. And you know, obviously they went all the way to the CFP and lost to the Georgia Bulldogs. Uh, it's been a lot of fun. It's been a lot of fun the past two years because who, let's be honest, who gives a shit if you're losing the playoff games, as long as you're beating Ohio state. So uh, there it is. We just got all the Michigan fans. Yeah. Back. Well yeah. Done. There we go. Uh, I think tide turning. I see, as I remember, I was raised in the desert, but tides kind of turn. It's easy to see a tide turn. Uh, did I say those words? Yeah. Ryan days. Like, did I say those words? Um, uh, but that you gotta be honest. I, I think if, if I were a Michigan fan, would you want a national championship or do you want to beat Ohio state? I think you want to beat Ohio state. Both. Yeah. I mean, just <laughs> of course, experiencing oh, yeah. it firsthand, <laughs> experiencing it firsthand. I mean, both have been very distant uh, over the past decade, I would say. So two decades, just beating Ohio state two years in a row feels really damn sweet. And, uh, the next step is the national championship. Let's go. I mean, we're going to talk the, the next about step it, is right? not the national championship. The next step is getting to the national championship, Yeah, which hasn't <laughs> happened. Yet. Sure. Yeah. Baby steps. Win a, win, a, win a college football playoff semifinal, then get go. to the national championship. That's true. But it, it felt like, yeah, go ahead. They got a <laughs> roster to do it this year. We're going to talk all about it. We're going to talk about the offense. We're going to talk about the defense. We're going to talk about the special teams. We're going to go game by game on the schedule. I don't care how, how 
much radiation we have. If you're watching on YouTube, <laughs> youtube.com slash the college experience uh, folks, before we get to all that though, I want to tell you that the Michigan Wolverines 2023 season preview episodes brought to you by circus sports. Yes. Circa millions and circus survivor are back at it. $14 million in guaranteed prizes up for grabs. Uh, and look, Circa Millions is is essentially five NFL picks ATS each week. May the best man win. Uh, Circa Survivor, just pick a different money line winner each and every week. You can enter in Vegas, play from anywhere, and the Sports Gambling Podcast crew will be out there last weekend in August. So if you're there, hit us up. CircaSports.com for all the details. Once again, CircaSports.com. What would you do with fourteen million dollars, folks? CircaSports.com for all those details. All right, we are back on the college football experience. Michigan Wolverines 2023 season preview episode. And uh, just like we do with the exception of Army, Navy, Air Force, and Clemson, we should start with the transfer portal because it's such a big, big factor in 2023. The comings and goings. Yes. Uh, and it's crazy <laughs> for all these teams. Uh, so let's talk about what's departing. Departing is safety. Damani Dant. I'm sorry, Dent. You almost, wish. <laughs> almost a Dant. Uh, he's gone. Uh, he's in the portal. Uh, linebacker Nakai Hill Green going to. That's another thing. They lost Biff Pogey. Biff Pogey's part of that playoff recipe. You telling me you're just gonna biggest loss in the transfer? You're gonna find point. another Biff Pogey out there? <laughs> uh, look, Nakai Hill Can Green. Can I say this? What's that? I mean, last year there was a ton of uh, talk about you know losing Josh Gaddis. I mean, this offense was not Josh Gaddis's. It's very clearly a Jim. Yeah. Marble. Well, we saw how Josh <laughs> uh, Gaddis did I mean, in Miami. <laughs> he yeah. yeah he got ran out of the building by Middle Tennessee. So I yeah. mean, that's 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 one thing. Like I've never been on the whole Jim Harbaugh NFL coach talk either. Like him entering the transfer portal and going to the NFL. Uh, <laughs> And I'm so close to punting Bruce Feldman and they're like Lake Erie. If he comes back with more hardball NFL headlines well, prior to the college football playoff, like that's, that's part of the Georgia thing. That's part of the TCU thing. There's just a bunch of distractions from that month in between those two games, too much time in between the two. Well, for me. yeah, Agreed. Uh, 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 that's changing next year, hopefully uh, with the 12 team playoff, but uh Harbaugh, I think he needs to continue to do that for leverage because the NIL collective is not great. Yes. They're doing like a fucking go yeah. fund me. You know what I mean? Like, uh, <laughs> which, which we should start doing. And then uh, uh, the, the, the other factor is, is Mel Tucker makes a lot more money than him. And you're just like, huh? Why? You know? So when you have so, when the you later, ha you sign that contract, the more money you're making. Yeah. But Mel Tucker's never, he's not won a lot of games. And you got to do like, the Kirk cousins routine speaking of uh, Michigan state, man. Uh, or do we call him that? I know there's Michigan man, a Michigan state dude. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, he, he was like, yo, give me the one year deal over and over and over. I'll re up on that. And guess yeah. what? My, my uh, price is going to go up each time. That's what Harbaugh should be doing. Uh, in in three years, Mel Tucker's ten year deal is going to look like a bad deal at the rate of things are going you right want, now. People want a hot take. I'll give you one. Jim Harbaugh is a better coach than Kirby Smart and Nick Saban. Boom. All right, because yeah, I, they don't. I, I'm right there with. They don't deal with yes. kind of the, the 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 hurdles that Harbaugh has to. One hundred percent. We our academic standards are for some reason set at Ivy League level when it comes to athletics. 
and it hinders him with the uh, recruitment side of it because, yeah. I mean, you're not going to get an ac- academic stud uh, or a athletic stud that's not academics in there. I mean, uh, and, and the other thing is the transfer portal. I mean, we have to go to, I literally just joked around about it, but like Ivy League guys, for example, college basketball. I mean, those are the only guys yeah, that Caleb have the grades Love. in the academic uh, qualifications to get into Michigan. Caleb Love and Terrence Shannon the past two years tried to get into Michigan. They couldn't because but I, I also recommend uh, maybe changing your philosophy on that because, uh, but anyway. There was a time that wasn't necessarily the case. I can't say for sure, but it seemed like in the 90s, Michigan was kind of doing the Notre, Notre Dame thing back then. They were a little more admissive. Perhaps, but yeah. I can tell you this: they did send Caleb Love packing after they thought oh, they were going to get him. Oh, now it does seem so, like yeah. there's got to be a reason. Hunter that a Dickinson team left for Kansas because he wasn't getting money. Getting enough money, yeah. but that's a different admissions and, and money are a different uh, animal altogether. Yeah, but both but of them. I'll say yeah. this: like, there's got to be a reason that Michigan can't ink a five star if their life depends. I know they just got uh, the quarterback, but it's one once in a blue moon. A team like Michigan, the winningest team in college football history, should have five stars every year. It should like five five stars on their roster, uh, on their signing and that, team. And that's why I think they should adjust that because you know, come on, uh, look, academics are fun and everything, but come on, you want to be you want to be uh, winning national championships. You want to compete. He should have never been on the hot seat a few years ago. And and anyway, back to my Saban comment. We've seen Saban in the NFL. I he agree. Did, Harbaugh went to the Super Bowl. It was very close to winning a Super Bowl. Uh, I just think he's a better yeah. football coach. Um, I know that's a hot take, but bring it on. I'm trying to talk transfer portal here, though. All right, <laughs> let's go. Nikai, we, we have bad luck too. Like I mean, every team claims bad luck, but nobody nobody has a literal punt play where everybody knows the exact call of every word that happened against one of their biggest <laughs> rivals. Exact I mean, voice he has crack. trouble with the snap, and the ball is free, <laughs> and it's picked up by Jalen Watts Jackson, and he scores. I had play. money yeah, on Michigan that game. That was terrible. Nobody has nightmares like that. And then also, JT was short in twenty what? It's been a lot of bad breaks. Yeah, I mean, it's been a lot of bad breaks. There has been bad breaks. There have been bad years in twenty twenty when we were just two and four, and then we didn't play. The final three games because of we blended on COVID, but we were probably going to lose by sixty to Ohio State. There's been some up and downs <laughs> for sure. Yeah, that was. At least you can admit that it. was nonsense. At least you can yeah. admit it. <laughs> uh, hold on though. Let yeah, me get through I, this I transfer portal. Hang on, hang on, hang on. Let, let, let's let's <laughs> stick to the, stri- the the script here. There's going to be a fucking just a, a no one's going to follow us because we're just rambling. Uh, hang on, the transfer portal as I alluded to. Safety, Damani Dent gone in the portal. Linebacker, Nakai Hill Green goes to Biff Pogey's Charlotte 49ers. Gone. Wide receiver AJ Henning. He made a smart choice and went to Northwestern. <laughs> gone. Henning, that's a yeah. big loss, man. Uh safety RJ Moten. He went to the Florida Gators where he's penciled in as a day one starter. Gone. Wide receiver Andrell Anthony goes to the Oklahoma Sooners. Gone. Defensive end Taylor Upshaw, who I believe had the strip or recovered the strip against Ohio State. Uh, he is now a Colorado Buffalo with Deion Sanders. Defense- sack, uh, sack third on the team in sacks. That's yeah. a tough loss. Defensive lineman Julius Welskoff. Welskoff. Uh, he is joining Biff Pogey down in Charlotte. Gone. Linebacker Deuce Spurlock. Going to the Florida Gators, gone. Quarterback Alan Bowman going to Oklahoma State, where he's penciled in as the starter, gone. Alan Bowman's been in college since the Nixon administration. <laughs> uh, 
Defensive lineman George Rooks out to Boston College, gone. Eric All, tight end, Iowa, gone. Uh, tight end Luis Hansen to Jim Mora and the Yukon Huskies, gone. Uh, Cade McNamara out to the Iowa Hawkeyes as well. I feel like everyone knows that one. That's what they lost, as far as I can tell right now. What they gained. Iabioki, too. Yeah. Did I miss one? These portals. Yeah. These portals are crazy, man. Um, he went he went to Charlotte. Okay, yeah. Pogi. So man, they lost a lot of guys to, to Charlotte because Poji's connection there. Uh yeah. they brought in quarterback Jack Tuttle, who was once a four star recruit from Indiana. He was previously at Utah before that. They brought in linebacker Ernest Hossman from Nebraska, who I think probably their best defensive player uh from a year ago. Uh they brought in Offensive lineman Drake Nugent from Stanford, the Cardinal, and offensive tackle Miles Hinton from Stanford, the Cardinal, both huge gets. Adding that offensive line depth, and then they go out in the same division. Disgusting. AJ Barner from Indiana hops over to Michigan. He's a four-star transfer. Patty C. Upgrade. Yeah, but come on, you're in the same division. Don't you're be such at a Indiana. pussy. Indiana. Look, if this was Indiana basketball to Michigan basketball, that would be disgusting. Indiana football to Michigan football is like, hey, I'm trying to get paid here. At Michigan, they barely pay. You can no, probably I'm get at, more money out of Indiana. I'm trying to go yeah. to the pros here. It doesn't matter. They're gonna find you. They're gonna find you. So Fucking they that, say. North Dakota State quarterback gets drafted in the first round every year. You gotta watch their games <laughs> on like, you know, a special package. Um, anyway, continuing on this offensive lineman, Ladarius Henderson from Arizona State comes in. Another good get. Um, this one was huge. Josiah Stewart, defensive end from Coastal Carolina. He was a baller for Coastal Carolina a year ago. Uh, they also got uh, kicker James Turner from the Louisville Cardinals and cornerback. And this was uh, this is an underrated get, I think. Don Brown uh, was at UMass. Cornerback Josh Wallace, who was very good for UMass this season ago. Nice get in the portal. The question is, is did they win or lose the portal, Patty C? What do you think? Mm. Quarterback depth. Is an issue, like because McNamara and then Bowman were going to be their backups coming into the year. Now I know it's Harbaugh. Tuttle was a nice grab. Tuttle was a nice grab. Yeah, but is Tuttle as good as them? I don't. No, I don't know that I agree with that. There's a massive drop off after McCarthy in both experience and I mean Tuttle has played in games for four straight years, but it doesn't seem like he ever locked on the starting job consistently at Indiana or Utah. Yeah, or McCarthy, however. Is the guy so that's the area that you know if if someone goes down if McCarthy goes down they're going to be in trouble. Yeah. So, but I mean, do you think they won the portal or lost the portal? Because you, you, they lose McNamara to Iowa. At least they're not playing Iowa on the schedule, I believe, right? So, uh, but they they got so much better on the offensive line. I'm going to call it a wash. Like I get it, they lost a lot of big time guys, but bringing in those offensive linemen, the two kids from Stanford, the kid from Arizona State. And and to me, get every one of their gets was important to me. So, who was the uh, was it Moten they lost? That was a yeah Moten start. He's a penciled in day one starter with the Florida Gators. Uh, they lost two to Florida. They lost uh, Deuce Spurlock as well. Taylor Upshaw to Colorado was a big one. Uh, Henning, you said to uh, to Northwestern, you thought was a big one. I don't know if it was that big, but um, Henning, it's just on the on the. Punt returning. I mean, I guess what was he? Uh, 
uh, nine reception or nine right. No, how many receptions? Nine rushes and nine receptions. So not a huge offensive loss, but he was one of the nation's uh, returners and kick return yards. Well, he could be back in the portal too with that situation there. Josiah um, Stewart two years ago uh, at Coastal Carolina, thirteen sacks. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. He's freaking a beast. incredible. Yeah. Three and a half last year, so not that impressive, but sixteen and a half sacks in two years. That's a nice pickup. Very good pickup. All their pickups were kind of key, dude. I, Call it a wash. Yeah, whatever. I think it's a wash. Noah, what do you think? I've had myself on mute the past half minute because my dog is just going nuts in the background. I don't know why, but uh, yeah, I, I I think that the Stanford uh, and Arizona gets from the Pac-12 on the offensive line were great, um, especially the two guys uh, from Stanford, the Ivy League friends of ours, um, and then Josiah Stewart. You mentioned the the D line kind of just rotates guys in and out, especially. Uh, on the edge. So it's hard for a star to emerge for Michigan's defense, but we saw it with Hutch two years ago. I, I think that Josiah Stewart has the potential to do it. Uh, the QB depth grab and Tuttle was good. Uh, a big one for, for me, just we'll, we'll talk about the special teams in a little bit, but like James Turner out of Louisville, the kicker uh, replacing Jake Moody. So, uh, well, replacing was, Jake Moody. <laughs> You can't replace <laughs> Jake Moody. Yeah, it's it's yeah. hard. It's hard. I, I, so I, I think the tr- transfer portal was a loss. It usually is for Michigan. It's not a big difference from year after year, but there are some nice gets in this group. Yeah, let's yeah. let's let's break down this offense here because a year ago, Patty, see sixth in the nation scoring offense, fifth in rush offense, eighty second in pass offense, and uh, overall. 24th best offense in the country for Jim Harbaugh. Uh, and I know, I know a lot of people are saying Sharon Moore. It's so drastic. Head coach. Six yeah. in rushing offense, 82nd in pass offense. But top 25 offense. Yeah, they, uh, yeah, I mean, overall, I guess, yeah, if you're going to pound the rock like they do, then it's going to work out. But you still, I mean, we saw that stat become an issue in the uh, college football playoff. They, they faced a team with a, a dynamic defense that's going to create turnovers and, and scores on, on defense and an offense they can score. You can't lean on the rush that hard. And that seems to be what Michigan, uh, how they reestablish their identity. Yes. But if this team is going to take the next step, got to learn how to pass the ball. I like that. I think the fact you could run the, I mean, Georgia doesn't pass the ball a shit ton. That's true. Yeah, I don't think you need. I that. mean, Stetson yeah. Bennett was pretty good, and I think, yeah, yeah. All right, that's a tough one to kind of diagnose. That's what I'm saying. Like to me, it's just the line of scrimmage, and then like to me, TCU got up early, and Michigan's not built to battle back. And that's well, that's what I mean. What happened? You would you would like to have a quarterback. The same could be said for Georgia, though. If you if you stay, Georgia never got down all year. I feel like Georgia's got yeah. far more dynamic offensive skill position player, at least at the on the edges on the wide receiver than Michigan has. Not yeah. last year. If anything, wide receiver was like Georgia's weakness. Tight end is what they were really great at with. Yeah, they're very yeah. similar actually. Um, so I don't know. Uh, look, the the offense returns eight starters from a season ago. JJ McCarthy, obviously, we we touched on the fact that. Uh, if he was to get injured or something, that that could be an area of concern. Um, but Blake Corum back as well. Obviously, he's one of the and, and Donovan Edwards. What so, a backfield! Yeah, that's the. Is that the best backfield in America, Patty? See, I've seen people say it's not the best backfield in the Big Ten East, but uh, you know yeah. Penn State, obviously. But uh, it's certainly yeah, it's in the top point. two or three. 
You know, I would say it's number one. I would say it's number one. Well, and then the wide receiver position, you bring back Roman Wilson, you bring back Cornelius Johnson. Uh, you got the tight end uh, coming in from Indiana. You also got, uh, I mean, they're loaded on the offensive side. Colston Loveland at the other tight end spot that I know they're high on. The offensive line, uh, if you add in the transfers, you could actually make a case that they have more returning starters considering they started like Nugent started at Stanford, Henderson started at Arizona State, and so on and so on. So, I mean, this offense is fucking loaded. They they're bringing back essentially five starters on the offensive line if you look at it like that. So, uh, where's the weakness here? You think it's passing the ball? I think the receivers is a weakness, and I think uh, I have to see more from McCarthy. Honestly, like he he screwed up a couple times in the uh, in the playoff game. He threw like a pick six in the yeah. TCU game. Yeah, the, yeah. The two, yeah, the two picks early in the first quarter. Yeah, one, one one was the house call. That was really the difference in the game. I mean, let's be honest. That and the fumble at the goal line, Michigan should have won that by game. a linebacker. I don't think they should have won that game because they never had the lead. So, but they fucked up. They fucked yeah, up. Yeah, but you can't say they should have <laughs> won when they never had the uh, lead. Uh, they were, yeah. to me, the better team. I disagree with that statement. They were. Yeah. I'm not saying it was definitively I, I better. I would say to me, that, to me to say like you should have won the game is like if it was a back and forth game where you had the lead like they never once no, you had can the lead. fuck up early and I, still be the better I, team I, most of the game and just be playing catch up and then fuck up again like to me like yes they never they never caught up but when they they needed to catch up to like make the, the game got out of hand what was it, like a 21 point lead yeah, that, yeah. and they closed the gap yeah. and then they just fucked up again like I, I just can't say that they were the better team for, for me. Yeah. I, I think they're a, a bit outplayed. Uh, you look at the two picks, you look at the fumble at the goal line by the linebacker because Donovan, Donovan Edwards had a club on his hand. They weren't running them on the goal line and Corum was out with the meniscus tear. Um, and then also uh, just defensively, a couple of missed tackles. You look at the Quentin Johnson big time run uh, after the catch. But I mean, this offense has played well, in the second half, it's a, it's a second half team, whether it's Harbaugh's halftime adjustments or the Wolverines landing body blows on teams like throughout the game, you look at last year and there was quite a few games, Indiana tied 10 and 10 at half 31, 10 final Michigan wins, Michigan led Penn state 16, 14 at half 41, 17 final Michigan led uh state 13 to seven at half. That one finishes 29, seven. Rutgers 17 14 at half. Michigan 152 17. Ohio State led 20 to 17 at half. Michigan wins 45 23. Michigan led Purdue 14 13 at half. 43 22. All of these like, are offense, problems. <laughs> like, uh, like they <laughs> the need to be able is, to get a seven point lead at half against some of these teams they are way better than. They need to be able to pass the ball. I mean, yes, they 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 bang and they bang and they bang and then like it finally wears the other team out. But you can't put yourself in a position where you're in a close game and then one or two things go wrong and then you find yourself having to play catch up. They got to get yeah. a little more fucking decisive with their their passing and take the lead. Well, for, uh, for what it's worth, uh, I'm betting like for those that are betting on the Heisman Award, I wouldn't bet Blake Corum keeping him healthy the rest of the, like this entire season is the number one priority on the offense because Corum had 247 carries in just around like 11 games. And he didn't play the second half of either of the first three cupcake games. And then he didn't play against Ohio state. He only took two snaps there. So like you, you 
add in all the goal line runs that he's going to have. I don't think they're going to shove him into the end zone for as many touchdowns this year, um, especially when you have Donovan Edwards, who I think is just as good behind him. Uh, so I, I look at Colston Loveland, the tight end. I think he could be the leading receiver on this team this year. And for a college football team, I think that, you know, they're, they have a back-to-back Joe Moore award nominated offensive line, uh, a really good running back duo. What do you want to, whether you want to call them the best in the country or not, that's up for you. But the experience and talent from JJ McCarthy is unmatched at the quarterback position in the big 10. It's hard not to love this Michigan offense once again this year. Yeah, I, I mean, I I think they probably will put up better number. I mean, they're be, they will be a better offense than a year ago. I don't know if they'll put up better numbers. I know they they opened the season last year against three terrible non-con games where they were all new coaches. You, even though one of the three non-con is the same scenario this year, um, but uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, I I think the offense should be better this year. You would, you would agree with that assessment, Patty? Oh, no, I feel like if uh, McCarthy grows, you know, uh, Twitter, you would think. Twitter would clips think. of him doing three sixty passes aside, you know, I hope <laughs> hopefully that's not the uh, focus point of his off season there. But uh, yeah. yeah, if he can we, improve, we, then I think they should ahead. be a little a little like more diverse. Which you know, depending on, I mean, that's really what football comes down to is what is the defense giving you? If you can make them. Uh, like unable to predict what you're, what you're doing, then yeah, you're, you're going to succeed. We know McCarthy has plenty of talent. Uh, it's just, just stay contained, like be content with just taking uh, some good uh, safe throws because there's a couple of throughout the entire year with Cade McNamara on the bench. I mean, first off, he was a great leader and then he brought us out of the depths of the despair and led the whole revenge tour in 21 uh, or yeah, and twenty-one beats Ohio State for the first time. It, it's a it's a big loss for us, and like that was huge. Same with Eric All, two huge leaders on the offense. So you lose those two. You also lose Schoonmaker. But uh, offensively, if they commit to like not pounding the ball as much with Corum, and they go more pass, like at least just implement it a little bit more. Uh, this kid does have the the talent to actually break some of these records. You look at the Michigan passing records and they're not up to par with the rest of the teams that they're in the conversation with in college football. They don't need to be, in my opinion. Like I, I don't, uh, I, this is where I would push back against you guys and say like, okay, maybe if they can become a little bit, if he cuts down on the turnovers and he becomes a tiny bit better of a passer, but I don't think they need to pass the ball more. I think you know, past the same percentage. Of I just think they will to keep Corum healthy. That's my opinion okay. on it. But go ahead. Sorry. Uh no. Let's take a look at the defense here. They returned seven starters on the defensive. I think s- they need to pass the ball more. No, I just think when they need to, when they pass, <laughs> they need to be more efficient at it. To me, that's the difference. I think you're gonna play a team that, I mean, they uh, recruiting rankings are uh, uh, national composite wise. The most recent uh, list I'm seeing is them at 15, right? When you get into the college football playoff, you're playing with bigger boys boys. You can't just run through. Right. And so when that happens and you can't pass the ball and when, when, when a, the defense is bigger than your offensive line, which for Michigan is tough because they're one of the best offensive lines in the country. And then uh, they're stacking the box because they don't like respect your passing game. Then you're going to get fucking shut down, you know? And so you better be able to like pick them apart and back them off so you can start running. Like when you get to the college football playoff level, you better have a balanced offense. You got to be able to pass. I would say, though, that Georgia, 
and and Cincinnati that made the playoff uh, are two examples of teams that weren't very good passing. And that what did Cincinnati get six points in the fucking college true, football? True, but they're playing Alabama, you know. Yeah, but Alabama passed the who's ball. Who's Michigan going to play? I'm just saying, Ohio State and Alabama haven't been grabbing national championships recently. Uh, Ohio so. State can fling the ball. They have a huge offensive line. But, and but what's what? What good is it if you're not winning the national championship? You're in the same spot. They were yeah. all fucking field goal away from winning the national championship. Okay, but year. they didn't. They're in the same spot as Michigan. They went zero and one in the playoffs. They're not in the same spot as Michigan. <laughs> what do you mean? Sorry, Michigan. Sorry, Michigan. Like they've won you, two in a row against Ohio them. State has gotten soft. I'll give I'll yeah, give it that. That's what I'm saying. But like, whatever, whatever. Okay. Well, let's <laughs> let's talk about the defense because they're bringing back seven on the defensive side of the ball. Uh, seven starters on the defensive side of the ball. Last year, they're seventh in the nation scoring defense. Yeah, what was Ohio State's defense last year? Uh, rush defense sixth <laughs> in the nation. Pass defense twentieth. Charting at the fifth best defense in America. And that see, this is where I really believe. That you know, Ohio State was fourteen, by the way, not that bad overall. Defense. They still weren't a good defense, though. No, number fourteen in the nation, not that good, not that good overall. What was their run defense? Run defense. Uh, I would like to know. Ohio that, State had the number that, twenty-five run defense. Man, that's 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 crazy because they were that showed on film that they were not great at run defense. And Twenty-four <laughs> yards a game behind Michigan. Okay, but Michigan clearly, clearly, better, better. clearly shows on screen. Yes. How did Michigan beat Ohio State? Every play was like a fifty-yard touchdown run. Michigan and Ohio State were fucking neck and neck for three quarters, and then Ohio State realized that they were getting worn out. That happened, yes. And then Ohio State started to sell out, and they put all their guys on the line of scrimmage, and then Michigan. No, it wasn't even play action. Michigan hit the right hole. They were just busting holes. Yeah. They hit the right well, also hole they got them on, on the offensive action. line. They got them on the yeah, they did throw yeah. deep too yeah. a couple times. You're right. Um. Anyway. Uh, on the defensive side of the ball, they, the, I think the thing you circle here is the defensive line. They've just bring back defensive tackle, Chris Jenkins. Um, now I, I, once again, this is an area where I feel like they're going to be fine. Um, but I'm curious your guys thoughts, because you look everywhere else, the linebacking core brings, bring, brings back everybody. Um, the defense, the secondary, I guess you could, there's a little bit of question marks, but you bring back Will Johnson at corner, bring, bring back free safety, Rod Moore. I just feel like uh, the defensive line, but I, I, I don't have a problem because I know that this is a, uh, like a strong suit of the team. So it's like, okay, the next guy's up. Okay. He's probably a stud. And I'm referring to, you know, whether it's Graham or whether it's McGregor uh, or Derek Moore, I, I just feel like they're going to be fine. Noah, do you, do you, as a Michigan fan, do you worry that the defense line is not going to be as good as a year ago? No, I, I think it's uh retooling. I mean, a lot of those guys, they were just rotated in. And one of the, the biggest names from that D line was Mike Morris. And he was injured for some of the back half of the year. So a lot of these guys have gotten reps. And uh, when you're talking about the D line, the transfer getting Josiah Stewart, like we mentioned, could, emerge into a star, but uh, also Braden McGregor, like you mentioned, I remember playing, I, I played hockey against McGregor going up and he played for the Oakland junior Grizzlies. And just imagine a kid of his size. He's like six, six two sixty on ice. Oh, Doyle it's, rules. it's really cool watching yeah. him. <laughs> it's really cool watching him play for Michigan and this defense. I, I think it's going to be really good. Once again, I think it's just going to retool because I mean, no longer are the days where Michigan's blitzing every play under Don Brown and leaving the secondary out on islands. So I think there's room for improvement with the linebackers uh, and defensive backs. A lot of those pieces are returning, 
I'm excited for Will Johnson's second year and Mikey Sandistrill's uh, second year back there. He had the amazing play, the pass breakup in the end zone against Ohio State. Junior Colson and Michael Barrett should take steps. They led the team in uh, tackles. I think they're one and three uh, in tackles on this team. One so and two. I, I th- think one and two. So yeah, I, I think this defense has retooled. Yeah, I think they'll be fine too. I think this team is loaded. This is, I, I think, a college football playoff team from a roster standpoint. Uh, kicker and punter, brand new kicker, <laughs> brand new punter. Now the kicker was very good at Louisville last year, but I don't give a damn that it's g- just going to be hard. <laughs> kicking at Louisville is different than kicking at Michigan. No, I'm just saying the other dude was a stud. <laughs> like oh, he stands I mean, yeah. out. You, you yeah. look at it. Maybe it is. You got 110,000 fans in, uh, around you instead of uh, how, how many you certainly get colder stadium. weather. I'll tell well, you that slightly that too. <laughs> yeah. You, you Jake Moody second in the that, nation and points last year, only to uh, Jack Podlinski at Georgia. Oh, maybe that's all you really need. He's a good kicker. The, the, the <laughs> most field goals made of any kicker in the nation. Hey, that's not something with, with a ground control it, team that can be overlooked. I mean, it's look, not something to sneeze at. I mean, this is, I think that's the biggest question mark for this team. You, the, the place kicker and money Moody, he's gone. He was the 2021 Groza award winner. Brad's not like that. You know, Brad Robbins, our punter, he was 37 years old. He averaged almost 50 yards a punt. He's gone. Our punt returner, AJ Henning, he portaled the Northwestern. Who knows what's going to happen there? There are question marks here. Uh, and you guys mentioned the Louisville kicker and James Turner. He missed three total kicks last year. Hopefully that transfers over. But uh, as for the punt returning, I think that's a big question. I, I look for like probably Roman Wilson earning that duty, but I trust Jay Harbaugh in figuring this out because he's been, he's been great. I, uh, since he stepped in in this role, I think he stepped in after that shitty two and four COVID season, uh, especially on the defensive side. I, we block our fair share of punts. Yeah, and and you know I look back at that Illinois game where I feel like the kick, you know, that was a kicking yeah. without without your, Nebraska your, in yeah. twenty one the game winning kick, Illinois in twenty two game winning kick. Yeah. Uh, well, you know, James Turner ninety one percent kicking percentage. Uh, Jake Moody, 83% field goal percentage. Mm. So even though they were in field goal range and he kicked more and he converted on more, a lower field goal percent, maybe James Turner looks like a stud this year. We'll see. We shall see. We're crossing Uh, our fingers. Yes. Uh, Look, before we get to uh, going game by game on the schedule, I want to tell you fine people out there that the Michigan Wolverines 2023 Chernobyl episode is brought to you by uh, Underdog Fantasy. Yes, Best Ball Mania is here, and Underdog Fantasy is giving away fifteen million dollars in prizes. Underdog Pick'em is a great way to get down on your favorite MLB and NFL season player uh, props. And let me tell you, folks, when college football season comes around, we've been with Underdog for the past couple of years, and they have awesome player props. And you'll hear me talk about these when the football season starts for college football. There's so many ways to win over an underdog and underdogs available in so, so many different States head on over to underdogfantasy.com. Use that promo code SGPN for hundred percent deposit bonus up to a hundred dollars. Once again, that's underdogfantasy.com. promo code S G P N. All right. We are back. And if you're watching on YouTube, shout out to cam Kerr, our graphics guy. And shout out to our radiation problem. Uh, the win total sitting at 10 and a half wins. Get the fuck out of here. First reaction. Get, get the <laughs> fuck out of here to quote Axel Foley. Uh, look, um, 
Really get the fuck out of well, here. I mean, are, is it that? Is it that sure? Yes, because they don't play a, a power five in the non-con again, which once again ridiculous that they didn't that they canceled that UCLA but series. Nine conference games, so they kind of did. Well, not compared to five. other schools. Compared to the SEC and the uh, <laughs> ACC, they played not, a power five. Not in the non-con. Certain. Like Florida plays ten. South Carolina plays ten. Sure. Yeah. No, I'm not. Michigan has a. A little butterball <laughs> schedule here. They're like, we don't play any FCS, but we load up on uh, the shittiest of shitty, uh, with the exception of one school, which we'll get to. Um, <laughs> I had to catch himself <laughs> there. Yeah. Well, I mean, I like, was, what's I, up? I prepped for the whole. I prepped for the whole scheduling argument. If he wanted to throw this down the down everybody's yeah. throats, I, I'll call it Michigan. They were fucking cowards for canceling that UCLA series. All right. Okay, but we canceled it because Notre Dame was supposed to schedule schedule us, and they ran away from us. So what, is, what does that mean? You don't can, cancel canceled, another one based no. on another one, right? They they canceled Virginia Tech too. Uh, yeah, the home and home with them for Notre. You canceled Dame. Arkansas. Uh, yeah, I thought Arkansas Michigan. too, right? Yeah. Don't try and put this on Notre yeah. Dame. That's a, such a Michigan thing to do, right? Yeah. There. <laughs> you know, I'm saying in the in the two examples that Colby uses against us most, that's Notre Dame's fault because they didn't schedule them. But hey, Colby gets the treat in facing us in week one. But I mean, Michigan. The treat. He calls I think it. we're just a little under missed. Understood. We followed no. the SEC scheduling model. I mean, you look at got like in twenty one, we yeah. played Washington. You and Phil Steele were very high on Washington. They were a huge disappointment. That's not our yeah. fault. And then no, twenty nineteen, no, no, no. eighteen, uh, Notre Dame, no, Florida, that, and Cincinnati. In that's fine for those UCF, years. Colorado, sixteen. No, you can't. Oregon State, two Pac twelve teams. In Hold on, but you're 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 changing the narrative here. You're changing the narrative because I'm only saying of recent. I'm not saying back in the day. Yeah. yeah. When did, when did and, uh, Michigan recent, start going to uh, Oklahoma? We've got Texas and well, Oklahoma coming up down and the road. We'll see if you make okay. the playoffs in those particular yeah. years. Yeah. I think that's a big <laughs> test. Isn't well, that it, ironic? It'll be, it'll be a 12 team, 16, 32 team playoffs. Yeah, at that point, you're fine. And for a four team yeah. invitational, yeah. Uh, 10 power five teams seems to be pretty difficult. Yeah. Uh, that's why Alabama normally has a loss every fucking year. All right. Um, and they only play nine. Yeah. They only play nine yeah. and they have a loss every year. They get the uh, FCS cupcake in week 11, too. But let's be honest yeah. the FCS cupcake probably would beat UNLV this year <laughs> and Hawaii last year. So, and Bowling Green most yes. years. Yes. <laughs> the Bowling Green lost to an FCS last year. <laughs> Bowling Green lost to an what? FCS Michigan last year. Minnesota, though. Still. Here. The two the two favorites for the national championship game are Georgia and Michigan, and both are fucking completely pathetic in terms of their scheduling practices this year. So hey, if it works, work it. Yeah. So week one, you host the East Carolina Pirates, and well, I mean What's, what, what happened last time a North Carolina school came up there when they were top 10? I don't know if uh, there has been a team since then, but I do there recall hasn't. App State. There has not been. So, yeah, okay. 30, what, 36 and a half points you're going to give me? Get the fuck out of here. No, I agree with yeah, that. Yeah, give me the points and the Pirates and give me the upset. Give me the money line play. Uh, obviously, guys. I'm an ECU guy, all right. So of course I'm going to take ECU, but I'm saying no. I'm joking. Uh, an idiot if you take the money line, but Mike Houston is a fucking gangster ass coach. He instills toughness into his teams, and since that is Michigan's mo, 
They're not going to be able to fucking run through ECU like they want to. Yeah. Take the points. Pirates cover. Let's go. Let's go. We I'll give you a win just because we lost uh, our, a lot of our guys in the portal or you guys really would have lost. Um but uh <laughs> okay, so one and no, I'm assuming you have the Pirates uh, you know, winning this one, yeah. but the pirates, man. Yeah. I, I prepped the stats since 2019, Michigan's 13 and one straight up 10 and four against the spread and home openers. So, and against America teams out of the American, they're 25 and one, all five losses plus the tie were against Navy. So contrary to Colby brainwashing the audience, the Wolverines oh. take care of business. Oh. <laughs> it breaks out the wing helmet the there. Yeah. <laughs> um, now, now you have this tough opponent, UNLV running rebels under a, a brand new head coach, Barry Odom. They come to town. Shout this out. is the meat of the schedule. Yeah, this here. is, this is the meat of September. Um, the back to back. And by the way, you don't even hit the road till week five. Til what week the fuck five. is that? Um, anyway, uh, UNLV, that's a win. Uh, let's not even talk about that a week. Yeah. A week like this is why Michigan, if they're gonna have a dude, which he would have to have been like a preseason, like on the radar, like Charles Woodson, this is the kind of this is the reason that uh, Michigan needs a defensive uh, Heisman candidate because they're gonna be Corum, Edwards, fucking McCarthy yeah. are all gonna be getting theirs this in a week yeah. like this and the following week. You look at it last year, Corum ran for five touchdowns in the first uh, thirty-five minutes against UConn and then didn't play, but the rest of the game. But I mean. Yeah, it's, it's the same way. I I have Michigan over UNLV. Then you have Bowling Green. Scotty Leffler's a Michigan grad, so they're doing him a favor. Mm. Getting There's him a couple of Michigan there. guys over there in that stuff. Yeah, you yeah. think Harbaugh takes it easy? Maybe. Nah. Nah. Maybe. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> that's a blowout win. Then you get uh, Greg Schiano and the Scarlet Knights. Patty C. Homecoming in 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 Ann Arbor. If I could fucking talk, uh, <laughs> Michigan Stadium. Let me. Why is East Carolina their their toughest opponent in the whole month of September? Because all the other teams suck. That's the answer <laughs> to that question. <laughs> Nebraska's uh, in September, though. Yeah, but ECU will beat Nebraska. <laughs> Georgia, Georgia Southern went to Nebraska and won last year. I want to yeah. know how what percentage of games in the last hundred years Michigan has played on the road versus at home. I would venture to guess that it's in the eighty percent at home range. Here, a hundred percent of the, the games. In Ann Arbor, <laughs> in the in the games, the short sample that I pulled to combat Colby and the scheduling argument, uh, one road game at Utah in and they lost, and they lost. <laughs> yes, they lost. Isn't that isn't that a, a coincidence? <laughs> huh? uh, okay, well, look, I got them. I got them beating Rutgers. I also have them beating Nebraska. So I got them five and zero in the month of September. Patty C. Yes, 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 five and zero. Noah, do you have them five and zero in the month of September? Yeah, I do. The last time we were at Nebraska, we got a gift of a fumble recovery in the final three minutes. Money Moody came in for the win, uh, and for the country music listeners out there, I was sweating my balls off watching this game ending uh, on my phone at a Parker McCollum concert. Dude. So, <laughs> that's yeah. that's dedication. I, right there. I, I have a weird memory where I I can remember like exactly where I was for some of these games. Are you a redneck? <laughs> Let, let's be honest here. Uh, <laughs> I kind of, I'm, I'm misplaced. I'm in Michigan. I, I don't believe I should be. I, I love college baseball. Nobody gives a shit about it up here in the North. So yeah, yeah. maybe Well, so, yeah. someone explained to me like uh, kid rock is from Michigan, right? Oh, yes. the, <laughs> yeah. There's a redneck, like Southern element to Michigan, despite it being, you know, on the border of Canada. Can you explain that to us? 
<laughs> yeah. I mean, you, you look at Michigan and there's a lot of farmland in the middle. Um, you, you have Detroit, Grand Rapids, and in between, there's not a whole lot going on there. There's you some, might as well be in Tuscaloosa. In <laughs> <laughs> All right, look, hold on. We're getting away from this. All right, All right, back to back away. And I circle this one as the sneakiest <laughs> game on the schedule. And that is in Huntington Bank Stadium in Minneapolis when they're taking on the Golden Gophers. I, I know everyone's talking about the Penn State game, and, and rightfully so. Yeah. But I think this is the sneakiest of the games uh, because, well, Minnesota, you kind of don't. Muhammad Ibrahim's gone. Tanner Morgan's gone, but uh, the, the Tanner Morgan thing, I think could be addition by subtraction because he didn't really stretch the field. If this new QB can come in and, and what I know they're, they have a nickname for him. I'm drawing a blank on it right now, but um, uh, is it, it Greek or something? Yeah. It's like the Greek rifle or something like yeah. that. Or uh, so right, yeah. if he can stretch the field a little bit more, you never know. And I feel like that back to back road against two good teams. Nebraska and Minnesota. Is Nebraska good? Well, they're talented. <laughs> <laughs> Where's uh, Nebraska in the national composite? Let's see. Um, yeah, I mean, that this is the first test, September thirtieth, October seventh. Nebraska number twenty three in the uh, national composite. Minnesota number forty four. So maybe Nebraska is more likely to get them. But the second out of the back to back road, you're playing a top fifty talent wise team. You might get caught. And and like we said before. If this is a night primetime game in Minnesota, they haven't announced a yet. little bit of all bets yeah. off here. Uh, I still got them winning all these. They should be favored in all these games, and I yeah. think they'll be six and zero. Oh. Uh, Noah, do you have them winning at Huntington Bank Stadium in Minneapolis? Yeah, and the Minnesota QB Ethan Kalamanikis. I was trying to look up a nickname, I couldn't find it, but uh, and I definitely butchered the last name. But it's the Greek public rifle. service announcement to. Okay. Uh, pub- public service announcement to Penn State fans listening to this. Uh, Michigan's not your protected rival. Um, you are not even a top three rival of ours, in my opinion. Mm. We have a trophy dating back to 1903 with Minnesota. Um, as for this game, it's a rivalry. I don't really consider rivals to be a trap game. I, I think Wolverine, like the Wolverines, should be like of alert here. Uh, I-, I do think we retain the little brown jug. All right. Let me tell you this. The Big Ten is like you know this little family that yeah they treat Penn State like this red-headed stepchild. You know, I had three Penn State roommates in college. You you are throwing Penn (laughs) uh, shade at Penn State unprompted here. You know, Uh, (laughs) they they promote all these game day signs wherever they go, not even at Penn State. But it's like the what time is it? And Michigan still sucks. I don't care. Look, they're one of the top three teams in the league, whether you guys accept it or not. I don't know if that makes them a rival, but you got to give them a little respect. Uh, all right. So yeah, we all, oh, oh yeah. Okay. Okay. Hold on. Look, we all got them at five and zero. Oh. Then the Indiana Hoosiers come to town six and zero. Oh. Yeah. All right. Now we got a big one here in Spartan Stadium. Forty-one and two in their last forty-three <laughs> against Indiana. Yeah. Indiana should join yeah. the CUSA. Uh, look, uh, Saturday, October 21st, obviously Mel Tucker has had success against Jim Harbaugh. We had that great locker room incident that I really urged them to get in more altercations in the future. And uh, this one's at Spartan stadium. I'm not bullish on Michigan state this year, but there's a rivalry game. Throw out the record books. Anything can happen. And we've seen Michigan state what they won two of three, I think. So, yeah, 
Uh, I'm still going to take Michigan despite though. assaulting a uh, Michigan state player in the uh, locker room, which we're all fans of. Yes. Yeah. We, we recommend we're more, we're, we're pro yeah. more fighting. Yeah. All right. It may, maybe it's us with our radiation yeah. here, but uh, <laughs> uh, are you guys, the Wolverines uh, are, they're going to need to bring their flashlights to navigate the vast tunnels inside Spartan stadium. Cause that's what Michigan state blamed it on was the tight <laughs> tunnel in, inside the big house. But I think the maize and blue will win. Green and white could you know, they could cover depending on the line. It's a rivalry game. It's gonna be close. They could cover. He's just cover. he's just confident uh, as ever. Over there. What a fucking Michigander! <laughs> I guess they're both Michigander. Uh, no, I got I got I got the Patty C. What do you what do you got happening here? I think they better you better be real careful. They have learned time and again. You sleep yeah. on this fucking team. They will beat you. They will not fucking come close to beating. They will beat your fucking ass. So Michigan, if you're gonna have a great season, you better take this game as seriously as any other on the schedule. Uh, it happened that, in 2021. Yeah, you got a bye week after that, and then you're home to Purdue. But Purdue, obviously, uh, Jeff Brom now at, at Louisville, uh, and and you know I don't know they have Hudson Card, Ryan Walters coming in as the head coach, Graham Harrell the OC. I still think this is an easy win for Michigan, Petty C. Yeah. Uh, any chance Purdue pulls the upset, Noah? Uh, it, you know, you'll have the headline of it being last year's Big Ten championship game rematch, but no, I got Michigan winning here. Then, then Saturday, November 11th at Beaver Stadium against the Penn State Nittany Lions. This game's going to be fantastic. Um, this is the one that uh, I, I think everyone sees as the loss. Right? Yeah. This I, is the I'm, loss. I got this one as the loss. To me, if it's not this one, it's the Minnesota game. Um, Patty C, are you taking Penn State here? I am taking Penn State. Uh, Noah, what are you doing here? Yeah, so shout out to the linebacker that told Eric all about his in- injured ankle in 21 because it pissed all off and he dashed for like 70 yards on the game winning touchdown when we didn't really have any business. Yeah, you might have lost I that remember, game. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I remember the quarterback got injured in the first half, and really it was like 21 to 17. We had no business winning. Um, this is something to take note of. It's it's not at night. It's going to be uh, probably the Fox Big Noon game, I assume. It is. No, I see uh, it so, here. I see it here. It is. Yeah. So it's not going to be like a huge whiteout game. I think that's a plus for Michigan. However, for the sake of this exercise, I'll say it's Michigan's toughest regular season game, and for the exercise, they lose. Yeah, and then they have back to back away. I know a lot of people think this is a scary game. I find the Minnesota game scarier than the Maryland it's tricky game. Tricky though, because you do have Ohio State on deck. It is the classic look ahead spot of like You're hey, between Penn State and Ohio State, and you have a tongue of Iloa on the road that you have to go. Against. True, but he gets injured every every fucking other game. Suppose he's fully he's healthy. healthy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean it could be sneaky, uh, but I'm still taking Michigan to get it done. Patty, see you. Sneaky, M- Maryland covers, but yeah, sure. Noah, what are you doing here at uh, yeah. Bird Stadium in College Park? Michigan should be aware of Maryland. They gave us a a, a good threat early on in the season last year, um, but I, I think Michigan wins. And then we get to the game: Ohio State coming into Ann Arbor, Michigan, uh, easily one of the best rivalries in all of sports. Um, so if uh, Michigan does indeed, lo- they start the season with nine thousand. Or nine hundred eighty-nine wins. So this, if they lose one along the way, they're at nine ninety-nine coming into this game all time. Fucking fantastic! (laughs) Can can you get number one thousand against the Buckeyes? Patty C. I mean, possibly that's maybe the biggest and most important college football game in history. 
Uh, well, I don't know about it. It's up there. Yeah, I mean, the history is definitely up there. It's, especially a, it's a huge rivalry game. First team to get to 1,000 wins. It could be. If Ohio State's undefeated, then it becomes a pretty damn big one. Well, and then yeah. you have the uh, the Ryan Day factor of like, if he loses this game, they're gonna they already kind of want him to be fired, which is fucking insane. He's like 47 and six, but <laughs> but then there's this comment. Sometimes people that are standing on third base think they hit a triple, you know, <laughs> but they didn't. That's Jim Harbaugh referring to Ryan Day being the head coach of Ohio State after he beat him two years ago. He beat him again last year, and uh, a chance to make it three in a row. And guess what, Patty C? I'm calling for it. I think they get it done in Ann Arbor. Uh, we saw this a couple of years ago when the snow and the sleet slows down that Ohio State offense with all those speedsters, and they don't play power football. They don't play power mm. football right now. Ohio State's got a look. I think Saban's realizing this. Saban is 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 basically saying they're going to run the ball more at Alabama. We got too pass happy. Yeah. I think actually football is going. You know, it's zigging and zagging. I think it's coming back to its roots. So uh, I don't know if Ohio State's ready to do that yet. I got Michigan winning this one. Patty, see you. I think your analysis is spot on there, um, but I think it's. Pre- I think the fact that it's in Ann Arbor. The fact that Ohio State is going to be starting a first-year quarterback, and assuming that McCarthy takes a step forward, they have the edge, you know. But I still expect to fuck. I still think Ohio State is a more talented team, so Michigan's going to have to play their asses off to get this. But that's what happens every year. It's a fucking absolute war. Yeah, it's absolutely fantastic. Noah, uh, do I even need to ask you? You're a Michigan fan. If you say Ohio State, I'm pretty sure your dad's going to throw a television at you. Uh, what do you? What, <laughs> that might be true. What are you doing here? Uh, you know, like you mentioned, Jim Harbaugh built this Michigan football program to beat the finesse football team that is Ohio State. Mm, Harbaugh mm, mm. determined to completely rebuild the team from the line of scrimmage out, and he did. The offense is built to be a dominating run team, and as the game of college football began to spread out more offensively, uh, the linebackers they got smaller and speedier to cover the space. And in the five years in a row that our Harbaugh ate shit losing to Ohio State, let's not forget that Ohio State blamed the 2021 loss on everything but themselves. They blamed the snow. They blamed their guys being sick. They blamed the loss on fluky chunk plays from Michigan's offense. In 2022, the Bucknuts they had the revenge angle. They weren't sick. The weather was uncharacteristically beautiful in the Great Lakes region in late November. Worst of all, when their coach faced his first true test of adversity against his biggest rival. He blew it off. Ryan day claimed that <laughs> Michigan better hope for a mercy rule because this year they were going to hang 100 on them. That's some true born. <laughs> no, no, no. The, the year before they were going to know 2020, they're going to hang a hundred on them and Michigan ducked that game. Don't, don't try and uh, yeah. revise history there. I, I said, <laughs> I said that earlier. I, Earlier, but days one true adjustment to try and limit Michigan's big plays. They brought in Oklahoma State defensive coordinator Jim Knowles, but for some reason, the big plays didn't stop. It's almost as if somebody's team couldn't do anything about the run game, they had to commit more to it. Therefore, they had no levels of defense, so we'd bust one tackle or hit one hole, and there was nobody left to beat. And oh, there you go, Donovan Edwards is still running right now. Michigan has run for five hundred. He's actually in like he's in the parking lot, Idaho. He's still running right now. Seven point two yards per carry versus Ohio State in that time. Five hundred forty-nine yards, nine (laughs) touchdowns. We had guys that wanted to play. Blake Corum had two rushes on two rushes on a torn meniscus. Donovan Edwards rushed with a club on his hand and yeah, we should just let him keep going. He wasn't out there. I didn't see Travion Henderson. Mayan Williams left the game too. 
are the Buckeyes playing to win the game or playing for their draft <laughs> stock? <laughs> and for the last eight years, the Big Ten East has been decided by the game in the final week of the season. After watching these two teams play against each other for the last two years, I don't know why anybody would think different about well, Ohio Penn State coming better. into the big house this year. Oh, yeah. Yeah, agreed. Agreed. Yeah. So you got to take Michigan. Look, I love this rivalry getting back to where it should be as far yeah. as Michigan winning and, and it's the seesaw uh, and the comments back and forth. It's fantastic. <laughs> Folks, before oh, we get it's awesome again, it feels nice. Yes, yes, it does <laughs> feel the great. The world again. is right. Yes. Uh, yeah. Folks, before we get out of here, uh, I had the opportunity to sit down with one Michael Barker, AKA College Football Campus Tour. Uh, if you don't know him on Twitter at CFB Campus Tour, he's he goes to like every game ever. Honestly, it's a must follow if you love college football. I had a chance to sit down with him, and uh, here's that interview with about his experiences to Ann Arbor, the big house. Joining me on the college football experience, Michigan Wolverines 2023 season preview episode is none other than Michael Barker, aka College Football Campus Tour on Twitter. Folks, you should give him a follow at CFB Campus Tour because his Twitter account, in my opinion, is is. It's perfection. All right. If you love college football, if you love college football, this guy goes to every single, I, I I'm joking, but I'm saying not, not really. He's been to every FBS stadium, all 133. He's been to most of the FCS, but he documents all of his travels. He'll go to five, six, seven games a week sometimes. And he documents all of it on his Twitter account. And then he also has a great way of showing the history of all these stadiums. And obviously we're talking about the big house here. Michigan Stadium, Michael. I appreciate you hopping on the show, man. Thank you for having me. Not quite every game. I want to say like three fifty in the last six years, so a lot. Uh, but yeah, no. This is uh, this is one of the special ones that we have. So I'm looking forward to talking about the big house. Yeah, yeah. So only three fifty. All right. Yeah, I've been to like seven. I feel like in the past two years. But uh, uh, either way, folks, get out there, give them a follow, and look the big house here. Obviously. You know, some would say this is uh, one of the best places to catch a, a football game in all of America. It's bigger than the NFL stadiums. You know, it's bigger than a lot of it's 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 one of the biggest stadiums I think in this whole country. Correct. So it is the largest. It's the largest college football stadium. It's the biggest football stadium in the United States. It's the third largest stadium in the entire world. There's only two that are larger. One is the Narendra Modi Stadium, which is a cricket stadium in India with 132,000. And Rangrado First of May Stadium, which is a soccer stadium in North Korea. So other than those two stadiums, the, the big house is the biggest one in the country. And it opened in 1927. Uh, the original capacity was 72,000. It was based on the Yale Bowl. And at the time, the coach fielding Yost, uh, Hall of Fame coach, also uh, moved on to be the athletic director at Michigan. He envisioned a day where the big house would hold uh, close to 150,000. Uh, and that's what he wanted originally. But because of the construction costs involved, they settled on 72,000. However, he insisted that they um, install footings underneath the stadium that would make it uh, expandable in the future. And so obviously they've gone from uh, 72 to one, 107, but you know, can you imagine a stadium with 150,000 uh, <laughs> seats? And then it also going with, you know, the size of the stadium, they have the largest single game attendance record ever, 115,109 versus Notre Dame in, 
in 2013. And uh, it's not just one game. In 2012, they averaged 112,252 fans per game. So this is, is not just a classic stadium from the looks and the history and the aesthetics. It's also where you get the biggest mass of humanity anywhere in America, all in one spot in Ann Arbor, Michigan. Yeah. I mean, unbelievable. I'm looking right now at the, the shots of this and I see, you know, uh, just, just this thing just looks so massive. It's so awesome though. Knowing the history, how many times have you been here? So I've been to two games at uh, Michigan stadium. It's funny to call it Michigan stadium because we just call it the big house all the time. Uh, one in 2019, it was uh, against Michigan state rival. And it was a, a late like October game and it was at noon and it had just snowed, but it was sunny the whole time. So it was nice. And, and they beat them. Uh, the most memorable game though, was in 2021. It was part of a two for one that I, I want to say is my best travel day, like two for one day in a, in a single day, it was a noon game, Oregon at Ohio state. And then an 8 PM game, uh, Michigan versus Washington. And it's about a two hour and 45 minute drive. So you know, you leave Columbus at three 30 and you just gun it and you get there about seven o'clock and plenty of time. And, uh, it was a, a maze out. So, you know, we know whiteouts and blackouts, everybody was wearing maze and they, they crushed Washington. It wasn't a high scoring game, but Washington couldn't get anything going, but just to the visuals that you have, you talk about the game photo, the shot of the night that I take, uh, you know, 110,000 people all in yellow. It was, it was quite a scene. So, um, it's a great place, you know, lives up to all the expectations and should be, you know, top five bucket list for any college football fan. Yeah, definitely. This is, this is one of the stadiums that to me is like, why is college football the best version of football that we have in America? And I think this is, this is one of the examples. So folks uh, get yourself out to the big house. I don't care if you, I don't care why you're in Michigan and could be at a, at a wedding could be uh, I have no idea, but get yourself out to the big house to catch a game because it, it just seems like such a great, great stadium. Michael, I appreciate you hopping on talking about uh, Michigan stadium and uh, maybe one day I'll catch you there, man. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me, Colby. Anytime brother, Michael Parker, uh, talking Michigan stadium, Patty, see you, you went there, right? But just not for a game you drove by there, yeah. you know, on my way out West out here to LA fucking gigantic stadium. I will say uh, the, 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 the whole entire side of each side of the stadium being giant press boxes. Now don't leave a lot of room for expansion. And I feel like the folks at Michigan pride themselves on being the biggest stadium in the country. So have kind of pigeonholed them, I guess on either end zone, there's still some space to expand, mm. but uh, just Michigan. don't spend the, the, the tunnels. All right. That's a, that, I yeah, want the tunnels the, the tunnel. way they are uh, folks. Yeah. Uh, look, I'm on the over. They, Why? They're adding, they're adding a new gigantic scoreboard, uh, like jumbotron on one of the end zones. There you year. go. They should probably That's not true. do that and just pay some players. But, uh, but yes, <laughs> yeah. uh, look, let me ask you this. We, we skipped over a big part here. Michigan is a shoe in for a great season here. We're talking about their win total. Yes. That's what the kind of episodes about betting wise sports gambling podcasts is what we're doing. But let's talk about bigger things. College football playoff. Does this team have a uh, a chance to win a invitational game? Yeah. Do they have a chance to win the national championship? Sure. It's all about matchups. If if Georgia, let's say Georgia, uh I I it's really hard to find a loss on Georgia's schedule. It's pretty pretty bad yeah, their schedule. Pathetic. 
So uh, let's say Georgia's in there and Georgia maybe plays Michigan, even though I think I would favor Georgia, obviously. But, you know, if someone can get them, maybe LSU gets Georgia in the SEC championship. And then, you know, it's all about the matchup. So uh, we've yet to see Georgia's quarterback situation. We we know Ohio State's starting someone new. Alabama's starting starting Georgia. A lot of fucking teams that are in Michigan's ballpark or have new quarterbacks. Maybe that's where McCarthy has an edge and maybe Michigan. Uh, do we yeah. think they're the favorite or who's your favorite? For the I think you got to have Georgia first gotta have and Georgia. then Michigan second, probably. I think you got to be. Does that sound accurate? Ohio State's in there too. Yeah. Of Ohio State. Yeah. <laughs> well, they lost a lot too, though, man. It doesn't matter. Oh, it does. They matter. fucking reload it, dude. They're okay, so but it still talented. matters. It still matters. Like that. Like like Michigan's game against Ohio State is like uh, Ohio State's game against Georgia in the semifinal. It, maybe it's really the national championship. Obviously, Michigan has to get through two. They can't shit the bet against the teams they're better than. Well, Ohio State's also going to get through Penn State. They also go to Notre Dame, and and you know, sure, yeah. it's a it's a there's a, a there is a a gauntlet you have to run through. But in terms of true national championship level talent uh, challenges. Michigan's going to face Ohio State and then probably Georgia. Penn can State. they get through both well, of them? the Penn State game? Well, they're yeah. going to, they can afford, yeah. yeah. No, because Penn State could end up in the Big Ten Championship. That's true. Yeah. yeah. They got to they so, win two I'll, out of those three. Yeah. I'll, but, I'll say this like, you know, 2022's team didn't really have college football playoff expectations. They completely rebuilt that defense after losing Hutch, Ajabo, other key pieces like defensive coordinator Mike true. McDonald. They shattered expectations last year, getting to the CFP, winning the road game at Ohio State. First time a Big Ten team had done that since 2015. First time Michigan had done that since, I think, 2000. I was born in 2001. For the first time since, like, the 90s, Michigan life started. Yeah, (laughs) we can feel comfortable. Like, I may have sounded, like, cocky and whatnot. I I don't mean to come off like that, but it's just passion and excited because this is the maybe the best team on paper that I've grown up with. And the Wolverines, they're 25 and three since COVID Georgia, the only team better 28 and one um, with expectations can come disappointment. I mean, we always talk about it with Texas. I mean, Michigan is, is a big brand up there with Texas, Detroit sports stuff. like Detroit sports right now suck. The last championship for the state was the Red Wings in 2008 um, college sports fans. In the mitten, Michigan State, they won the net and national championship in basketball in 2000. Ouch. I mean, sports fans in the mitten are thirsty for a championship. And this is like the first real opportunity that we've had since 08. So you think 11 and 1 is what is what they're going to do? I. I did that for the exercise. Uh, just you think 12 and 0. You can, lose Penn, you can lose the Penn State and still cash this over. I, I think they're going to be I 11 and 1. Think th- I think they could. W- would they be favored against Penn State? I think they would be. So that would be my. I would win. I would give them the win. Still, so, well, this team almost lost to Illinois last year. They should have lost. A loss is a Ma- fucking no. Bielma had schedule. a fucking great point. I thought. I thought he got robbed as far yes, as some of those calls. I, there was a yeah. friendly whistle in that yeah. game. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. It's gonna. I can't wait to watch. Patty, see you on the over. Yeah, I'm on the over, but barely. I'm. It's yeah. not a lock. 
Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I, I don't like locking up 10 and a half or 11. It's no. a lot you know of what wins. I mean? you so, get to, but yeah. I, I do feel pretty good about it. Yeah. So folks subscribe to the college football experience. We go through all 133 college football teams. Each and every team in the land gets a podcast. Like we do each and every year. We've been doing this shit for years. We also host the FCS college football experience, the college basketball experience. And look, I know you didn't get Caleb love and I know Dickinson's out, but uh, I still am optimistic about the season. Juan Howard, you oh, know, dur- during the, during the, s- <laughs> during the season, I know you open up with Asheville. Watch out though. Asheville's not bad, uh, but subscribe during the season. We're here each and every single day of the season talking college basketball. Also the college baseball experience, Noah Beanick and myself, uh, you know, it does a lot of that labor. So check out that. And we have the big 12 college or the big, the big 12 college experience. Check out that brand new podcast there. Uh, check out all those. I- we we come together as one on YouTube, youtube.com slash the college experience. What's up? Noah? I do a lot of this. I do a lot of the social media. So follow us TC on SGPN everywhere. I mean, we're ramping up again on TikTok, Instagram, Twitter, uh, everything. So I, I make a lot of the clips from the shows. Uh, just go over there and support it. You know, there you go, folks. All right. This is the college football experience, Michigan Wolverine style. You better start thinking about yours and we out of here. Run.